Welcome to the Sounds of the World. We are your hosts, Hillary and Bill. Together, we're going to travel around the world to discover new music, discuss musical topics, and interview fascinating people. Our world is a buffet of music, and it is time to eat. All right, well, welcome back, everybody, to the Sounds of the World podcast. Uh, today, we're going to interview uh, a, a member of a band called Any Given Sin. Um, they're a Maryland quartet. Uh, Bates uh, that like have a music-based kind of like metal, hard rock uh, alternative. Um, they've amassed nearly 10 million streams and 2 million YouTube views uh, independently and landing multiple number ones on Sirius XM Octane. Um, we're going to talk to one the singer today, Victor Ritchie, uh, about his, his life, where he came up from, uh, the formation of the band, and then a couple of their songs. Uh, and just kind of get to know him, find out more about this great, great ensemble. So please welcome to uh, the Sounds of the World, uh, Mr. Victor Ritchie. Woohoo! Hey guys, hey, thank you for having me. Hey, this is great. Thank you for being on here again. And uh, you know, like I said earlier, we were we were kind of prompted to follow up with you and see about the band uh, after we're talking to our good friend Dusty Grant. Um, and it's just, it's been great learning your music and listening to your guys' songs. Uh, they're great. I love, I love the energy and, uh, the dark tone, yet the still is kind of hopeful and, um, it's just really cool music. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And, uh, shout out to Dusty. Uh, definitely check out his podcast too. He, uh, he has a good one as well. Oh yeah. I love Dusty's podcast. It's great. So let's just kind of get right into it, and we'll just uh, we'll just kind of ask basic questions like, um, so, uh, how did you get into music? Is this kind of your thing all along, and you just kind of followed your dream, or is it something you kind of stumbled into? No, yeah, I mean, so my dad played played music. He played the bluegrass band, uh, knew a bunch of different instruments, and I just started playing. Like they've got pictures of me when I was like three years old, and I was up on stage for like an hour and a half. You know what I mean? My little plastic guitar, like it's hard to get a three-year-old to do anything for five minutes, you know? So it's like, right. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely in me, you know, it was, <laughs> I don't know if I always thought it would be a career, but I always, I've always been pushing for that and try to have stuff in the back, you know, to <laughs> pay the bills and whatnot, you know, <laughs> you always yeah. have that B plan set up, right? Sure, sure. But uh, no, I, I played, you know, I played uh, percussion in like jazz band in middle school and played in some bands. When I, Once I got to high school, I started a rock band, you know, played drums there first and then started singing after that. And so it's, it's kind of been constant my whole life, you know. Really? That's very cool. Uh, I, I'm a drummer, too. I started in high school and kind of went up from college and things. And we actually talked to uh, Dorothea Taylor recently. Uh, who's like you know the grandma of percussion or whatever you know and uh she was great she was awesome to talk to so it's good to meet another percussionist that's cool yeah 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 slam them yeah (laughs) (laughs) so how did you make the transition to uh vocal uh i just i just sang around a little bit in the car and whatnot I, i had no aspirations but um i just uh I was in the Navy and when I was there, I was like, man, I want to get in the band again. And some guys in the Coast Guard that I knew um, were looking for somebody to play guitar and sing. I said, well, I can play guitar. 
I think I could sing. Maybe I can. Let's go for it. And uh, started doing that. Um, and just kind of cover songs, stuff like that. We wrote a few originals, whatever. And, but that's kind of where it started, just kind of playing the casinos of Biloxi, Mississippi. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> figuring it out. But Oh, that's awesome. So did you, like, where's your favorite place to sing? Because I want to say, like, when I was st starting to learn to sing, like, I love singing in the shower and I'll belt out in my car. Like, was there, like, a special place that you, like, enjoyed singing I mean, de more? Definitely in the car. Definitely in the car happened. Like, I don't know. And I, I used to live out in the middle of nowhere. Well, I've kind of I've always lived out in the middle of nowhere. But <laughs> so everything's 20 and 30 minute drives to everything, yeah. you know, so you just turn on the radio and just, you know, go for it. But um, yeah, I'd say that's where most of it happened. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Hillary is a vocalist too. So she's got right that on. side covered for us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't try to sing where anyone can hear me, even my wife. So <laughs> if it's a quiet room by myself, no one around, you know, that'd be perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I can relate to singing in the, those long car rides. I grew up um, in rural Montana and like everything's like at least a 10 to 40 minute drive to get your groceries, to go to school. And um, yeah, always like sing along to my albums and like, I don't know, listen to my CDs in my car because that's kind of all you had, but that's very sure. cool. That's kind of what you were doing too. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's how a lot of people end up nowadays like, like getting it, I, I think about it. If I didn't have those long car rides, like would I've ever practiced enough? You know, what I mean, like it's kind of what I think about. So who knows? <laughs> no, I remember. So I ended up joining a dinky little rock band when I was in high school. But that was like where I got my best practice in was like driving to and from school because I could just like belt. I think we did like an audio slave cover, and I was the one singing for that. And I'm just being like, all right, this is my safe place to just like belt in my car. <laughs> without being judged by anybody. <laughs> True. So good. And so how did you guys create Any Given Sin? Like, how did that come about? Um, well, Any Given Sin, actually, uh, it, it was around before me. So I knew the guitarist, Mike Connor, um, from playing in another band. We had jammed together, uh, played a show with each other a couple times. And then, so when their singer left and I ended up leaving that project, then we just kind of came together. He's like, hey, do you want to do some writing, see where it goes? Uh, we wrote their, our first single there, Dynamite, um, together, kind of like that first night. We said, hey, yeah, there's probably something here. Um, let's, you know, kind of run this down a little bit. And so at that point, we're just like, well, AGS is already established. Let's just roll with that name, roll with the whole thing. And, and you know, we don't have to completely start over things, you know, the websites and everything else so. right and it's not like that's a, a unheard of thing with bands right right acdc Actually. all yeah, those yeah. guys exactly. <laughs> if acdc can do it anybody can do it there we go <laughs> rob zombie all those guys are just change the name uh, change keep the name but change the players a little bit that'd be great <laughs> So oh, was that's the first, um, kind of the first single that you're singing on, or because I was listening to you guys on Spotify, and I that was kind of like I felt like there was a, this distinct change in your sound from like that first album in 2015 to the single Dynamite. I was like, I felt like I got hit by a truck. It was awesome. <laughs> right, right. So uh, the 2015 stuff is actually that's not me. That's before. Okay. So 
Not none me. of those songs we still play. As soon as I came in, I just said, hey, let's just restart it kind of yeah. thing. And, and that's where we went. So, yeah. So uh, the Forbidden stuff, the one with the apple, the Forbidden Fruit uh, looking um, uh, graphics that you'll see, all of those are from the previous era, if you will. Right on, right on. Yeah, I was blown away by Dynamite. I was like, man, no wonder this went like massive. You're, you just sound amazing on it. Like the whole band. Oh, like, thank you. It's so just well put together. It's like a well-oiled machine and you guys are just fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, the Dynamite is great. I I also really enjoyed, um, what is it, Insidious? That's a really amazing. Maybe you could uh, tell us a little bit about Insidious. Like, what is the kind of the creation idea of that one? So uh, we dropped that during the pandemic. Um, though it wasn't about the coronavirus. It just kind of had the right had the right buzzword <laughs> for the time, for sure. Um, uh, so yeah, we did that one. Uh, we had that recorded already, but we did the video during the pandemic. So we had to do stuff from our iPhones where our video guy was doing stuff with actors in New York and we couldn't like go anywhere. So it was, uh, it was a bit of a madhouse, but, um, it all came out. Uh, that song was just kind of, um, yeah, we didn't even expect to put it out to be honest with you. Like we didn't even plan on doing it. Um, as soon as the coronavirus hit, we said, we can't do anything else. We have this tune. We all like it. Let's go for it. And so we, we shot that one out. Um, so that one didn't have as much of a, um, at least, at least for us, as much of a kind of a plan of action and all that kind of thing. It was just as in response to the coronavirus, you know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of amazes me, like, how many amazing works of art were kind of born during this pandemic. Or, like you said, not necessarily that you guys wrote that during COVID, but, like, it's like, hey, all right, this is the time to release it. We don't have much <laughs> yeah. else going on. Let's do it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, I think it's great because it gives everyone kind of this other this chance to really look at it too and be like, hmm, maybe this. I mean, we like it, but maybe it does have some legs to stand on on its own, you know. Right. And I, I thought, like, I really think it's a cool song. Like, I, I love the groove, the beat of it, um, and the lyrics. They seem all. I mean, all the lyrics seem very powerful. Do you write all the lyrics? I do. Um, lyric, lyric wise, and the melodies, and the. Uh, it's important to me that I write at least ninety five percent of it. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's just kind of. Uh, I I just don't want to sing it if I'm not writing. It's just kind of my my thing. But um, but yes, yes. So all the lyrics do, and then um, uh, music. That's you. That's usually Mike and and Mikey and Rich and and our producer Dawson. Um, kind of throwing all those things in. So team effort. Man, that's really powerful. I feel like that's not a quality that you find with every band and not, not that that necessarily has to be what a singer's all about, but I do think there's something like incredibly powerful about being able to sing something that you've written. Um, do you feel like that adds like an edge to your music or do you feel like, I don't know, do you guys do any covers or do you just like mainly do original content? Um, we, we pretty much have all original. We, we might throw a cover in our live set here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of look at like, I love hip hop. So, um, you know, I don't believe in ghosts as Eminem said, so there's no ghost writers <laughs> happening here. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. So exactly. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, it's like, that's what I think you're supposed to do. So that's just what I'm going to do. Um, plus if I ever meet Snoop Dogg or somebody like that, I, you know, I don't want to get, <laughs> I'm going to be told. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't write your stuff, man. Right, right. You can't set this table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you guys have to sit over there with all the cover bands, not the real people, not the real artists. Sit over there with Drake, dude. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can't just recycle your lyrics for each song. Come on. What, who are you, Drake? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, I like that. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. So uh, you you guys started working with Chris Dawson, right? He's your producer? Correct, yeah. Uh, and that was uh, right around the same time you guys did Insidious. Is that right? Uh, right. So um, we had did Dynamite with another producer, uh, Trevor Kustiak, who did Evans Blue. Um, and then after that, uh, Trevor ended up moving to Canada um, for some personal reasons. And then so I had known Chris for years. And so I was like, hey, you know, do you want to? you know, kind of take over and, 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 and run us for a little while. And so we were, uh, did another life and insidious there with him, um, as well as these new tunes that, that you're hearing now. Um, uh, and that's aphotic studios done in Kansas. Uh, he also does Saul, the band Saul. Yeah. It's, I just, I think it's cool to watch ensembles as they progress and like how their, their sound doesn't really change much, but it's just like fine tuned, you know? Yeah. And I, you can hear that with each different producer and as each song progresses, like the newest one you have out is seems just so, um, uh, I mean, it's the way that, that you can really hear the a maturity compared to like the early, earlier songs, you know? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I, I hope that came across as a, as a compliment. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. No, that's fine. Yeah. And I think so. We, uh, uh, Insidious and Another Life, um, we had done those, what, a year and a half ago or something like that. And then, you know, so there's been some progression and, and you know, us all working together and figuring each other out. And then, so these new these new tunes that we're putting out now, yeah, I, I definitely think so too. There's been a maturity and a, a kind of a progression, you know, of the time. Yeah. Maybe we could talk about your most recent one, uh, The Way I Say Goodbye. Now, I, I try not to, like, just take it straight off the music video, you know, um, but uh, I, I'm just curious as to, like, how this song, you know, I'm a big, like, interest in how things came about. Uh, so what inspired this one, you know, I, you know, uh, you know, we talked to Dusty about his newest one um, uh, through the cracks and stuff. And I was just like, you know, I have a feeling about this one. I don't, there's not a music video for it yet. And so talk to him and he's like, Oh, you know, I just gotten done with a divorce and you know, they just run you through the shithole and shit, you know, and it's just awful and stuff. And that's just like, okay, I'm glad it wasn't just like me picking up on something like this is like, so was the, like, what's the, how did this one come about? Sure. So the, the video is kind of like one, one angle. Of it, I, I kind of look at it like a lot of times when I'm writing this, I like it to be in my mind. It's way more general than maybe what the video might show. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have just one thing in mind. I kind of have something more general. Um, right. So to me, it's it just more a song, just just kind of about it, moving on from. I mean, we're coming out the coronavirus, we're coming out of all this stuff. It's just some people have had to end their careers, have had to end, you have know, relationships, and all, all these different things have changed for people. And it's more about, you know. Whatever you were, you could be something else now if you have to be. Whatever it is, you can move on to the next thing. But it's kind of, you know, 
right say goodbye to the last thing you were doing and 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 you know move forward with you know veracity dignity all that sort of thing you know yeah whatever it is you man that's powerful holy crap <laughs> so how do you like come about your lyrics do you like or do you have like a specific process you follow or like do you have like a ritual or does it just kind of come to you and you're jotting them down like piece by piece uh, i mean nothing nothing really particular i, I definitely need to be alone um mm -hmm. so i can just sit and think you know that's kind of what happens i'll probably pace a lot you know i don't really notice <laughs> it but i'm probably just pacing back and forth uh <laughs> But usually it'll start with melody. So at least some music, at least something, even just four chords, you know. And then so I'll start popping melodies to that first. And then once I have that skeleton, then I'll start popping lyrics and syllables and vowels and things. And then we start working that into actual words. And, you know, yeah. uh, so it's kind of like, uh, so you kind of, sometimes it develops as it goes. Sometimes I have something in mind as I'm writing the lyrics, it, it can, you know, thousand different ways it could end up but it's it, it kind of definitely got to be alone definitely got to have the time to you know get in that process yeah that's awesome because i feel like sometimes it's like you'll start with i don't know the lyrics and then you're trying to find like the melody that matches that and you're just going like ah, right. i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah so that's yeah. cool that you'll kind of like build that for lack of a better word like organically and then kind of be like okay this is what's going to fit in this is how i'm going to create this next piece so that's very sure. cool <laughs> Yeah, and I come from a very, you know, Hillary and I both come from a very classical background. So it's like, you know, the words, you might know what the melody is, but you have to fit those together. You know, it's never right. just, it doesn't ever seem like it's a, okay, these are my chords. This is the melody. Now, what can I fit into, you know, what's next? What's next? What's next? It's like building a cake, you know? Right. So <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, I think that's such a cool way to go about it. I wish... I wish I could, you know, approach mine more organically. <laughs> uh, do, do so, man. Give it, just give it a go. Just start with a blank canvas and just, just keep climbing the runs. You know, that's all. That's, the way, that's my visual. I'm just next ladder, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's something so freeing about that. Like, as Bill was saying, like, in the classical world, if you go to, sit, like, write art, art song or your, like, ideas of opera, like, you're always having to start with the text and you have to, like, treat it as, like, this king. Sure. One of my, my last professor always used to say, like, Texas King, everything's going to revolve around that. And I think, which is great, and it might form its own beautiful writing process. But I think there's also something equally as badass and cool about being like, no, I, I, this came from a melody. And, like, I feel like the, the words flow so naturally when they've got that natural rhythm and they've got that yeah. natural, like melodic shape to them so that's really cool like i've always envied songwriters because i'm like you guys are so freaking cool how do you do this oh i know i've always been envious of songwriters it's like i just want to pick your brain just tell me everything how you do this <laughs> if i could just be like a fly on the wall and watch people write their songs would be amazing <laughs> you might be weirded out watching me do it. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean i feel aware i don't know <laughs> That's okay. Singing into the notes on my phone or the memos or whatever mm -hmm. it's called. And then I like listen back to them. What the hell was I thinking? Like, I think no one was around <laughs> <to> that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so do you, uh, do you write uh, straight to like a notebook or do you have staff or do you write on their uh, phone? Uh, 
I, I wish I was that organized. It, it might be on the back of an envelope, you know, for a credit <laughs> card that I'm not going to be having. I mean, honestly, that's how that's how it usually goes. And then I have to hope that I remember it, <laughs> right? So that I can so I can get it on to something else. And then usually it's not until we're like submitting these to like you know AZ lyrics or something that I'm writing all the lyrics down in, in like a word document. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> honestly, oh, yeah. it's kind of how it goes down, but. Oh, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's how I make notes during our podcast. It's like on the yeah. back of whatever junk mail I've got close by. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thousand of like just blank paper. Like I'm sure I have just like stacks of it. And it's like I keep all of it. I'm like I don't know what I'm ever gonna like go back and read it because it's not gonna make any flipping sense. But in the moment, right. I'm like, yeah, I gotta write this yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, my my organization skills have declined since high school. So. <laughs> that was about the peak right there. <laughs> wow, cool. Yeah, so I mean, uh, and then, so you take the melody and your all that to the band, right? And then you guys as a group tweak everything together? Or is there kind of like a, a lead? Or is it all uh, Dawson kind of in charge of that kind of stuff? Or um, it's a little, it's a little of both things uh so we'll go in usually with kind of like a verse chorus verse um situation like we'll have this kind of the meat of the of the song pretty much figured out and then dawson will say oh you know i'm digging that that and that let's work those you know maybe we'll have five different things like that and so we'll we'll start digging into those sorts of things and then we'll go from there putting on the accoutrement maybe thinking about intros and thinking about bridges and Maybe I need to add some there. Maybe this part isn't as cool as we thought. Let's now we got this part. Now let's write some new lyrics for that. You know, it, it might be a little surgery, but for the most part, the the Frankenstein is there when we go in. Usually, that, that's ninety percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So you have like the structure already, and then just like you said, right. you, you tweak it and right, right. Put put the creative spins on it and the weird sounds and. Think about, oh, well, if we do that with the vocals here, like the effects and all the, you know, the ear candy stuff, you know, later on. But That's really cool. Yeah, I just, you know, having, you know, we, from our side, we have to do everything except for, you know, the actual performance usually, fingers crossed. Have you, you have to have everything written down and everything like ready, submit it to them and just go with what's on the paper almost, you know? So yeah. it, it it's... I, th I don't know. I feel it'd be so much more freeing <laughs> to do that a round table version of everything, you know? No, totally. It, it, no, it's, it's fun to do it that way. I don't know. It, four heads are, as long as everybody communicating, we're not, nobody's bumping it, which doesn't happen with this group at all. So um, yeah, it just, it's just going to make the song better, you know? Yeah. And, um, sometimes I wish we had a year to work on every song somehow, <laughs> and, uh, you know, make it, make it, make, you know, but that's not the case. So, uh, <laughs> Cause it, it'll be like two years later. be like, I wish I'd have done that. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll be, I'll be in the car going, nah, that song's trash, bro. You could always go back and be like other groups and release the deluxe version. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Our only difference is what you did in the bridge, but other than that, it's the same. <laughs> no, I sometimes wish I could go back and be like, ah, oh, you know, that really didn't work, did it? 
Like, I should really fix what happened there. Oh, well, it's kind of alive now on its own, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there, I did see one article or something where it said that they compared uh, any given sin to Shinedown. Uh, how, like, did, did you see that? Did you read about that? I, I, I've gotten that a bunch. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Probably articles, people, you know. So it, usually it's a compliment. Um, sometimes <laughs> it could be, how dare you? So right, like, right. You know, maybe shine down or something, you know. So, yeah, it depends on who you talk to, I think. <laughs> uh, but with it, like, we don't try to sound like anybody. I'm not trying to sound like, you know, it's just, if it does, it does, you know. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> so, but now if I'm being compared to Brent Smith, that's great. That's fine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i i always try to take that as a compliment too just like whenever someone compares it to something i was like mm, thank you i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> you guys have like uh on uh groups that are kind of your inspirations that you always like for you especially you had the bluegrass background but yeah. did you have other on music genres that really kind of spoke to you as you grew up and things Oh, well, that, rock music definitely did. I, I'm, you know, all, all the 90s bands, like your Soundgarden, your Alice in Chains, your uh, Mud Honey, Pearl Jam, you know, list goes on. Like all the, Chris Cornell was my definitely biggest idol. Oh, yeah. Uh, biggest influence, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. All of his projects. Um, you know, uh, later on, you know, definitely Miles Kennedy is another one that I love to death. Uh vocal idol jeff buckley i listened to a lot of back in the day um it's not really you know it's more of a he's more of an alt rock sort of thing um but he had just these ranges that just blew me away and i try to match him it's like there's always been these different vocalists that have probably made me better just trying to sing along to them you know what i mean um so anybody like that that i can come across is usually somebody that i'm gonna i'm gonna be into like a really good vocalist that i want to try to emulate is yeah, somebody I'm going to listen to over and over and over and over, you know, until, until oh, yeah. I get it or give up one or the other. <laughs> you get your range training by listening to them and practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Very cool. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big Cornell fan too, and uh, and all his different projects and. Yeah, I think I had all the, all of the Audio Slave albums. I was a huge Rage Against the Machine fan, so then when they like yeah. Yeah. Cornell, I was like. This is my new favorite yeah. band. Damn it. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Indeed. Oh yeah. And you said you're a big hip hop fan too. Yes, I do like I do like the hip hop. I again like I love lyrics and stuff. So like, you know, I, I think the burden of like rock music or something like that is you have little spaces to say a lot, but then the burden of rap is like you have these giant spaces you have to say all this stuff that's good. Right. You know, I don't know which one's harder. Maybe it's not about harder, but it's just like a difference. But I, I really dig, I dig that. Like I, I just love listening to people set up punchlines and metaphor and simile, all the stuff that they, you know, is, is done uh, in that genre. It's, it's awesome. I think it'll make you a better writer too. If you listen, if you're listening for those reasons, you know what I mean? Like thinking yeah, about that. Totally. As you're, as you're listening. Yeah. Uh, who are some of your favorite like hip hop artists? Or are there like certain artists that like really resonate with you that you kind of like, I don't know, just, just vibe with? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've loved that. You know, everybody would go, go back to like 
Tupac and Biggie and Wu-Tang and Nas and, you know, we, we, <laughs> the list goes on back in the day. Uh, like currently, like, like I like Kendrick Lamar. I like uh, J. Cole. I like um, Joyner Lucas. Uh, I like Logic. Um, even like Little Dicky. Uh, you've heard of Little Dicky. Like <laughs> oh, yeah, Little Dicky. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, let's see. <laughs> I, I mean, there's like a I'll just peruse YouTube and just the depths of it, you know, and, and yeah. <laughs> find all this underground stuff. Because it's like a lot of the underground guys aren't doing the mumbly kind of stuff, you know. Right. I mean, they're they're yeah. They're doing the yeah. lyrical lyrical kind of things, and so um, no, I, I mean Eminem, you know, Jay Z, you, know, you name it, just anybody. Yeah. Anybody who actually raps and doesn't have a ghostwriter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly drake right right uh, we're not pointing fingers or anything but <laughs> i i mean all the people that you talked about i love them too kendrick lamar j cole you listen to his new album too uh j cole's new album mm -hmm. uh, yeah. i have not actually oh. i have not listened to it yet no. you should i am aware and people have told me and i keep needing to you know, go check that one out now. But <laughs> I've been listening to Miles Kennedy's Ides of March, like oh, pretty yeah. much religiously for the past little bit. So I haven't, I haven't gotten back to it. <laughs> back <laughs> off the, yeah, but. And how, how was the whole pandemic with where you guys were? Cause I know, you know, I was in Texas, so Texas, they barely did anything, but, um, right. you know, uh, and Hillary's in Montana, which is almost like Texas, but. <laughs> I mean, pretty where I am in Virginia, uh, life didn't really change that much. I mean, um, there'd be some mask wearing. I, I mean, everything that closed down, closed down for the time frame it did. Um, mm -hmm. Once people started opening back up, my area kind of did what it, whatever it was going to do <laughs> at that point. Uh, it's just how it was. Um, but we didn't have any issues. So it's, yeah, uh, we're kind of just back to normal now. Almost. Not, not really, but, but. Yeah, you know, whatever the new normal is. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is now. But people are unmasked and going wherever. So, you know. Yeah. Did you guys get to stay together and play during COVID? Or did you kind of have to take that hiatus and stay I mean, We took a little bit of hiatus. I mean, we would get up, you know, probably once every month or longer than that. Just uh, either writing or going to record or doing the video or whatever it was, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Did you have a chance to uh, start creating more, kind of focus in on uh, writing more? Sure. Um, the new single, um, and then we recorded another one while we were there, too. Uh, we're both written during the pandemic, right, uh, towards the end of the year there. Um, and then we've been writing other things on the on the back end, too, just uh, kind of waiting to get back. We'd like to do, do an album this year, um, at least get it recorded this year where it's released or not we're not sure but um yeah definitely that's on the ticket as well so a lot more riding to do but <laughs> we're, we're ready yeah. can't wait no it's, you guys seem like you're on the the right start right on the right pathway it's great and we hope so <laughs> <laughs> hopefully there's no landmines on this path right. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i i you know i know speak for myself but i've definitely i've added it to my list my playlist so any given sense, awesome. right? I love it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys are, uh, you had a show this last weekend? Uh, we or had one 
this uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, yeah, uh, June fifth. Uh, Shake the Ground Fest, Columbus, Ohio. We're oh. Very cool. Very cool. Very excited. It's uh, <clears throat> it wasn't uh, on Memorial Day, but it kind of has a it's a charity event. Um, all the proceeds are going to a Gold Star family. So, uh, and I was in the Navy for uh, seven years. So, like these, these kind of events are like my kind of oh, thing. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Oh, good luck. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, I love it when uh, you know there's that brotherhood still there, uh, even after you know such distance. It's still, when the oh, call yeah. is out, you know people will show up. So it's great. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Anybody you're in the military with, like, you won't see them for 20 years, and you, it, it was like yesterday. Honestly, yeah. you know, it's just like your face is ugly, your face is stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, here, have a beer. Thank yeah. you. Know? Uh, oh yeah. You know, right back in. So. Yeah, and then you have another one coming up in July, correct? All right, so that's Rockfest up in Wisconsin. Um, I believe that's now Rob Zombie and Stained headlining that that festival. At least the day we're there, um, it's a three day festival. So yeah, we're totally stoked about that one. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this lineup. They've got an amazing lineup. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a big one, uh, big festival this year, uh, definitely. Uh, and we expect everybody to be, you know, a year of. De- Depri- uh, deprived from shows, yeah. you know, just to be going nuts. <laughs> so. Oh, I know I would be. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't even know if I would pregame. I would just show up and be like starving and drink all day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just get up there and be like, up there, I know this song, I'll sing too. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, I mean, that's going to be an awesome show. We'll definitely, um, you know, post about that and make sure we get this kind of out there before that. So cool. Yeah. Listening to you sing, it's so freaking fun. Like you have such an amazing style and voice and instrument. So I have to ask, like, do you have any formal training, or is it just kind of like all self-taught, just kind of listening to your idols and trying to figure it all out? Um, mostly the latter. Uh, I did six months, um, uh, actually with, uh, an opera singer. Um, she did, uh, 13 years of Boston opera. Um, uh, she married, uh, it, it was down in Mississippi of all places. And, uh, but, um, yeah, so six months with her, that was like less than every two weeks or so, you know, she was yeah. pretty pricey, but it, well, 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 well worth it. Like yeah. it was great. Um, so I did get to learn all the, like the anatomy and all the things that I needed to learn. Um, but yeah, rest of it self-taught. Um, I mean, it's probably good if there's a lot of things I did that she would have been like, stop doing that right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing to yourself? Yeah. Um, that screaming thing, stop doing that, you know, <laughs> no, but no, uh, so no, but it was, no, it was great. And having both worlds, I think is, uh, um, probably helped to find my own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no, totally. Cause I feel like, um, Oh, I studied classically for four years, but until I did that, like I could hardly get a sound out of, I mean, I could sing along to pop, but I didn't have any power. And then like learning how to sing opera, that was like, shit, I have a lot of right. power. And like, right, yeah. breath matters and learning how to breathe is vital. Like, it sounds so dumb to be like, 
yeah, you got to learn how to breathe this thing, but it's like when you learn the breathing technique, you're like, damn, I've got some power. <laughs> so right. awesome. I can't sing, so I, it's totally beyond my specialty. So <laughs> I'm interested in the mechanisms of the song. No. <laughs> No, I, but I've, I, I always wondered how that would, um, you know, because you're not the first person I've heard that has studied with some sort of opera singer or opera teacher and and how they say, you know, they go into these lessons and uh, they meet with them a few times and it's just like they can feel this jump in their own technical ability without, you know, exerting extra effort. So I think it's I think it's fascinating uh, that people will have this innate ability and then you know, they'll go see someone not in their general area, you know, and all of a sudden they're just like, blow up a little bit, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's great. Uh, no, those techniques are, especially if you're going to sing rock music, like, yeah. uh, I think that's a, that would be a great, that's a great, um, you know, classical area of, of expertise to be taken from for sure. You know, uh, I mean, yeah. if you listen to like half of the eighties rock singers, like, Basically, we're <laughs> opera singers in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, they kind of look like they were ready for the opera scene, too. Yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Phantom of the opera. Yeah. yeah. You definitely your instrument, for lack of a better word. But just like, you know, you want to be able to have this long, beautiful career. And if you, if you ruin your voice halfway through, it's like, well, shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Hopefully, you help, hopefully you're a good songwriter too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Move to Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I was just, you know, I'm kind of mind boggled about the people who have these kind of ability and, uh, you know, the way the band came together and or came together and just working out seems really well. So. Yeah, we feel we feel stoked about this whole thing too. <laughs> Hope this train keeps chugging, you know. Yeah, I love how you know you guys have talked about how um, no, not you necessarily, but like the group has talked about how the your music is kind of a mix of all these kind of dark motions that uh, that y'all have gone through, and uh, something that people can kind of deal, kind of what is it sink into and really kind of work with. And I, you know, Hillary and I are both big proponents on uh, mental health and things. And it's just, it's very refreshing to hear people who are writing really good music. And it's not just to, you know, be on the charts, but there's like a purpose behind it. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know if I know how to write something without something like that. Yeah. In it. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I, I really, I really don't. I'm not trying to like toot my horn or something. Like I can't write a sporting song, but it's like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't think it'll exist. You know, um, yeah. just the, the only thing that's going to come out is going to be something that has some purpose for somebody or, or it probably won't, <laughs> you know? So. Um, it's so cathartic. And like, I don't know if it's, if it's cathartic to sing, you know, your own music, but it's so great to like have that vessel for these emotions and to just, I don't know, let it all hang out there. And when somebody can like grab onto that and emote with you and feel that, I'm like, ah, <laughs> like it's such yeah. a powerful, amazing thing versus like, I mean, that's you. That's like authentically you. So if you were to do something that was inauthentic, it would probably feel like bullshit to you. <laughs> yeah, you right. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I feel like Drake. And I would keep making fun of Drake. <laughs> Nobody wants to feel like Drake. The cat's out of the bag on this, this interview. So we're going to keep throwing him on his butt. <laughs> I mean, he was an actor first, so we can't, you know. Yeah, I'll give it to him. No, Drake, Drake's talented, good looking like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching Degrassi with him on okay. it. I was like, he's a rapper now? Like, that's Aubrey Graham. He's on Degrassi. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. So I, I just have a question because you, you kind of skimmed over it. And this is just a, a personal question for myself. But uh, you uh, enjoy beer? I, I and uh, I enjoy liquor more than beer. But, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Either way, uh, what what is your favorite? Uh, if we went liquor, beer first see. and then liquor. Mm, let's see. Mm. <sighs> favorite beer. See, you're gonna laugh. This is this is gonna sound weird. A lot of people hate this. I like Heineken. Like if you're just talking like non micro brew, just buy anywhere. I like a Heineken. I really do. Um, <laughs> Uh, I also like like Sam Adams. That would be mm-hmm. a, that'd be a close second. Um, let's see. Uh, liquor is either going to be Maker's Mark or Jameson. Oh yeah, um, whiskey yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, or just moonshine is fine. <laughs> Being in Virginia, there's I'm sure lots of moonshine out there. <laughs> no, that was one thing that Hillary and I would always do was we'd get a beer together and we just had to try different kinds and things. It was, it was great. So I'm always curious who, what beer people like to drink. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely a liquor guy. I, uh, I used to love beer. I don't know. I just, I drink more than two beers now. I feel like I'm pregnant. Like I feel like I'm bloated. <laughs> like I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older. Something's happening, but like, uh, yeah. So I'll drink a beer for the taste, but I kind of like don't continue to. <laughs> right. Right. Uncomfortable reasons. But <laughs> For sure. Oh, oh yeah. It's funny, like I have to stray from whiskey because I'll just pound whiskey like all night, and if like a beer yeah. like, physically, I'm like I can't have more than like two oh, yeah. of these. But I just know thing will fit in there now. So. Yeah, as long as it's not you know like oh, uh, so Keystone cool. Light or something, you know then. <laughs> that was the high school beer, man. <laughs> Keystone, well, it was Keystone Ice. Yeah, we give them five point nine percent. Get your money's worth. <laughs> oh man we always had these family reunions where we would float down the boise river in idaho and it, they would bring a cooler full of keystone light and drink half the cooler you get down to the bottom of the river and like okay i can walk back it's fine let's go you know i'll drive back you know exactly <laughs> i just drank water the whole way what is what's going on Ultra light beer. yeah <laughs> All right. Well, well, Vic, thank you so much for being on and talking to us about your musical background, Any Given Sin, uh, your songs, that are Dynamite, and, uh, and oh, they're all great. I mean, I can't, like I said, they're not a bad one in the bunch. So uh, thank you for being on and talking with us. It's been a real honor, and uh, we look forward to hearing more of your music and hopefully catching the show in the future. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Sounds of the World podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. 
There are links to everything in the episode description and also on our website. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sounds of the World. To show support for Sounds of the World podcast, please join our Patreon, where you can have access to our after-party discussions with guests, discounted merchandise, and even more. If you have any questions, answers, or episode suggestions, please email us at soundsoftheworldpodcast at gmail.com. Well, Bill, I think I'm going to go have a beer now. Hey, there you go.